This is Shuffle, your backstage pass to Northeast Ohio's independent music scene. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. The Cleveland duo The Baker's Basement uses just about anything around to create music, from five-gallon paint buckets to shot glasses. The result is a blend of indie, folk, and hip-hop mixed with some lyrical humor. On this week's Shuffle, I talked with Kate Dedinsky and Adam Grindler of The Baker's Basement. As wide as an ocean, as tall as a mountain, as long as a cornfield, as strong as a river, then wild, wild sheep. Then wild, wild sheep. As wide as an ocean, as tall as a mountain, as long as a cornfield, as strong as a river, then wild, wild sheep. Then wild, wild sheep. Kate and Adam, thank you so much for coming in. And we also have a third a third guest. Mr. Jones Bones. Yes. You have to speak for him because it's an actual skeleton. Yeah, he hasn't spoken in a few years, but he's he's kind of made his presence known <laughs> at some of our shows in the last few months, and I think he's going to be... Somehow um, he still ends up being the life of the party wherever mm-hmm, he goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's made a lot of new friends, so I think he's glad we've started taking him out. The unspoken member of, of the Baker's Basement. Mm-hmm. Start off at the beginning. How did you two meet, and how did this partnership come together? Uh, 2011, right? Mm-hmm. It was a recording workshop in Chillicothe, Ohio. It's a one-month one crash course in studio recording. So Kate and I were put in the same group, and then we were writing songs basically from day one. And then a year later, I moved from the D.C. area, northern Virginia, because I was like, this chemistry is strong. We need to find out about this. And that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. And then I remember just going into the kitchen and getting out some spoons and like we just started grooving in the kitchen and we were just having so much drum fun. circle on the kitchen table. So I think it always started with laughter. Yeah. I mean, the first thing when I listen to your music is that comes to mind is chemistry. They were just getting started. They were over the moon going farther and farther. And if you were awake to be out in the distance, wild, wild sheep were meant to be witnessed. So go back to sleep, let the sheep back in. That's where the wild, wild dreams begin. What is behind the name The Baker's Basement? Our first practice space when I moved to Cleveland was a baker's basement where all the secret (laughs) ingredients are hidden. So, yeah, yeah, we used to dine on all these special delicious items. I read that you did a lot of busking in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We started with full drums. Kate was on this full orange drum kit, and I was mostly on electric guitar. You know, when you play clubs, you usually get 20 to 30 minutes, right? That's your chance to play maybe once a week. But we realized really quickly that if you busk, you can perform as long as you want out there. You'll get honesty. You'll get honesty. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll grow some thicker skin. But yeah, we love that stage. I think that was really helpful in the early days. When you talk about chemistry, a lot of that was formed on West 25th. Right outside in Ohio City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where we honed some of that uh, improvisational skill. And if you're gonna die, brought with you a bucket turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about how the buckets play into the Baker's Basement? In those earlier days, you know, busking was one thing, but we also wanted to be able to play a multitude of rooms. So you, not every room would allow you to have a full drum kit. It would just be too loud. But we wanted to be able to get more personable and, and quieter. So we used to take the single bucket into some of those quieter, smaller rooms. And then eventually that bucket became uh, what we call the tempeh kit which is what Kate plays on these days. Yeah, just like a giant art project. 
we always wanted to kind of emphasize the simplicity of music. Like anyone can pick up anything and make music. That to us is like an inspiring way to to show that to people over and over and over again. It's like, we, we just build this kit. Like, you could build it at home and you could do it too. So we got buckets. What are some of the other pieces that make up the kit? We have, like, another bucket that's flipped upward, and then we put a snare drum head on it. But we route that out. Literally, an 808's playing off that. So if people hear this pulse, and they're like, how is that bucket making that huge pulsing sound? And it's like, well, that's that's a sample that gives, like, this big, like, heartbeat to what we do. Yeah. Um, but we like that kind of thing, like hidden elements where people can't quite figure out how the sound is coming to be or how it sounds larger than it is. So there's some technology there. There's like a little pop snare. It's like a Latin percussion kind of snare. And cool. then we have the other bucket that just has a tambourine on it. And then the other bucket, we just were able to put some hardware stands. So we have a couple of symbols that we have attached to that. And that's where we keep our sunscreen sunglasses and odds and ends first like day this kit <laughs> this is our newest edition so we're ready to a go song we're gonna record with these little hands yeah so tell me about the other odds and ends that you've brought along with you the plastic hands and a couple other things the shot glasses the too. shot glasses oh the shot glasses so these, okay these come to every show this is actually a song prompt that we had many years ago we have a song called the shot glass waltz that we yeah. like to perform <laughs> And here we are again, sitting (laughs) at this bar. And so live, we'll, you know, fill this up with some whiskey or whatever's available. And then we'll perform this, assuming the room can be captive. And it's kind of like a toast. And it's it's a moment of togetherness. We love found objects. I'll chase it with my dreams. I wish for once they chase me so I can rest my feet. I want to kind of talk about the first song of yours that I listened to. At least 100 things to do in quarantine. Uh, okay. People are getting bored. Yeah, yeah people are getting, getting antsy. antsy. It's a lot of isolation. A, a lot, lot of social, social separation. separation. And it's hard concentrating when you think of everything all at once. Yeah, and you know how that goes. Think I ought to get up, move around, or do something. Even if it's nothing. Well, that's a place where you could start. Because from there, there's plenty to be done and seen. At least 100 things to do inside of quarantine. So March of 2020. <laughs> Something happened. We, yeah. we all have that story, right? <laughs> we were sitting there by ourselves, trying to figure out what to do with ourselves. And we started to see all, you know, people posting these sometimes ridiculous fun videos of like, how, how can you occupy your time alone? And we started cracking up about all this, you know, like, what if we made a list of all the things you could do when you're alone in your house to show people a full range? it i was just like this is just so quirky and funny and fun i really enjoyed it that's awesome thank you tell me about the writing process do you two always write together separately and then come together how does it work so many years ago i lived on the northern seacoast near portsmouth new hampshire and they had this thing called the rpm challenge it was done by the wire the local newspaper the challenge is artists to write one full album in a month and so I experienced that there. And then when I moved to Cleveland, I told Kate about it. And we never looked back. We've done it every single year. And then eventually it became, 
we write a full album together in February and then we separately do our own albums. We don't tell each other about it. So on March 1st, it's like opening up presents yeah, it's to like see Christmas. what we've been up like, to. I'm so excited to hear like what he worked on, what I worked on. And then we have like a list of challenges for each other. And then we see how the other person interpreted that challenge. And it, it's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of putting limitations on yourself and approaching the creative process from different angles that shake you out of your patterns and your routine. That is really cool. So what's on the paper? So uh, we wanted to share some examples from past RPMs. Uh, write a song using only three strings or two strings. Write a song using found objects. So that was an earlier one. That was a shot glass waltz. We also had one where we had to write using just our dog. So like maybe patting him or using his collar, like, like an <laughs> instrumental. <laughs> Watch footage of an amusement park ride and write the theme song. Um, that was a fun one. Visit a pre-selected place in town, soak it up and write a song. One year, Kate ended up at the Grey Dog Diner by herself, taking in the atmosphere. Oh. I ended up last year at the Cleveland-style Polka Hall of Fame. That was her <laughs> choice for me. That's one thing, I mean, like I said, I just love about your songs is that I don't know what I'm going to get, and I love just listening to the words and where they go. Your songs are just, each one just feels like a journey. It's a tough thing, I think, to accomplish, especially with two people trying to do that together. Yeah, and I think it, it could get tricky when we're trying to figure out genres or, like, where we fit. We kind of do go into like a really quirky, colorful place. And it's like, I, I don't know how to pin this. You've come up with indie folk hop. That's what yeah. we've landed on. Something's in the air. Something's in the air. Something's on my mind. Something's on my mind. And someone is leaving. Someone's leaving all the time. Something is creepy. The other thing I do want to mention, you have a couple of plastic snails, mm. picture of a snail on your bucket that you brought. Mm. And every time you post on social media, it's, hey, snails. So what's with the snails? We were looking for a mascot or a logo. I don't think we've ever talked about this in an interview. No one's ever asked you about the snails? The time has come. The, it's time. <laughs> Dropping the bomb. <laughs> if you imagine two snails and two lowercase bees, two snails climbing up a wall, kind of look like two lowercase bees. So that's kind of how it came to be. Baker's Basement. Yeah, the Baker's Slow Basement. Slow and steady BB. journey. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the other part of it is, you know, we don't come from a background of knowing music theory or a more edu you know, school approach to music. So we always knew this journey would be slow and steady and patient and that we'd be feeling our way around in the process. <laughs> I love when it. you're slow I... and steady, you'll see things around you a lot better. So mm -hmm. now we're, no, we're in no rush. I think it's such a unique art that you two create together and um, it's fantastic. Kate and Adam, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's Kate Dodinsky and Adam Grindler of The Baker's Basement. You can find links to their music and more episodes at ideastream.org shuffle. We'll be back in two weeks to catch up with Kofi B, Akron's Kofi Boache. Brittany Nader is Shuffle's producer. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.